you found the Mama Shift podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Liz Walker. So multitask away and get inspired and empowered to create the life of your dreams. Hello and welcome to the Mama Shift. I'm so excited that you're with us today. The topic of conversation that I want to share with you is my experience traveling by myself with Cohen, who at the time of leaving Missoula was eight and a half months old to Sydney, Australia, and we traversed the globe together and um, we did it pretty smoothly. And I wanted to share some tips and tricks with you that if you are traveling with your little one or little ones, not that I can speak for traveling with multiples, but um, I want to give you some things that worked for me and that you can take with you um, along in your journey to hopefully make it as smooth as possible. So traveling down to Australia, I was super anxious um, about it. I generally don't like to travel on my own anyway because I spend pretty much the whole time not talking to anyone and I like to talk to people. I'm just not super um, uh, outgoing in the fact to like make conversation with a stranger. So I generally just put my headphones in and don't talk to anyone, um, which say what you may is can be... Uh, seen as a little antisocial or whatever but it's just hard for me to make that conversation so I, I tend to just go into my shell which and I don't really like it so I'm kind of that introvert extrovert um, combination and so spending that long uh, not talking to people is is tough um, but I obviously didn't know what to expect traveling so far with uh, eight and a half month old we'd taken a trip earlier in the year um, I'd traveled with a friend to the Midwest, which was obviously way shorter. Cohen did great, um, but he wasn't quite as mobile um, as he was when we headed down down under. And so uh, I was very anxious. I think I've said that like three times, so you probably get how anxious I was. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not an anxious person, so it was a, it was a weird feeling for me. Um, and when I booked the flights, Cohen was about three months old. So it had been, I knew it was coming and I guess in the back of my head didn't really expect him to be as mobile as he was. Um, He is just all over the show. Um, He just wants to be into everything and crawling and he was doing that from about six months old. Um, And so it was hard to to think about him just sitting still um, and being contained for about a 14 hour flight from LA. Um, but to get to LA with the connections and everything, it it worked out to, we were traveling from between 24 to 28 hours, which is a long time. So, um, it was, it was tough. Um, so here's a couple things. I think I've got seven or eight tips that, that I use, um, to really help make it as smooth as possible. Number one is to have a game plan with your luggage. So when you travel internationally, um, sometimes you can't connect your or check your luggage all the way through um, with international travel. So you have to pick it up and then you have to recheck it. So having a, an, a game plan with how you're going to get it from where you pick it up at the carousel to the desk to recheck um, is really important. Obviously, uh, you probably and most likely might have help. And when we got to LA um, from Missoula, I had to pick up the luggage and I had an awesome 
um, worker offered to to help me and he basically walked me and most of our luggage to uh, the check-in desk for international check-in. Um, so that was great. But then when we got back, uh, when we flew back into LA coming from customs, we had to recheck and I didn't have any help. So I had to traverse uh, LAX, which if you've ever been there is kind of a shit show, um, by myself with, let's see, we had a big rolly bag, a carry-on rolly bag, a backpack, a stroller, and a bunch of other stuff um, to traverse basically um, to a different terminal and I was able to make that happen because I had that game plan. So that is number one. Number two is really know exactly where you packed everything. So I'm sure you have um, a diaper bag or something that you carry with you whenever you go out and you know where everything is. When you when we're traveling that far, that might not be the best option um, t- for your luggage. So you might have to put um, changes of clothes and wipes and all that stuff in a different bag. And so it's really important to know exactly where you've put everything so that when you go to change um, your little one or do whatever check-in and you need your wallet or whatever it is or you need a charger, you know exactly where that those things are so you're not digging and having to pull everything out and, and make a huge mess and then you've got a baby on your hip and trying to, <laughs> trying to figure it out. So know where everything is um, and, and where everything is packed. Um, make sure you have a change of clothes for yourself. Um, this is obviously really important traveling um, for over a day it's probably most likely that you're going to get spit up or poop on you and you don't want to spend 20 20 plus hours or 15 plus hours covered in those clothes so make sure you have a change for yourself Um, obviously you'll have multiple changes for your little one but you just never know when a poop explosion is going to affect your clothes Um, so it'll be nice to be able to change into something clean and it's always nice to if you're to have that anyway um, because you're just in your clothes for a long time Um, one big thing this I think this is the best piece of advice that I can give you um, take your breastfeeding pillow on the plane so you know the one that you can basically rest your baby on while they're feeding even if you're not breastfeeding um, and you haven't don't have one of these pillows get one of these pillows because if you if your little one falls asleep they can basically lie on the pillow you can have both your arms free their head isn't resting on the on the armrest which is super uncomfortable um, so they're not being smushed and basically you can do what you need to do even though you're, you're kind of stuck in your seat but you it's just way more comfortable um, to to rest them you can kind of prop it up to prop them up Um, it just makes it gives you a little bit more flexibility with them in your arms in your seat Um, I didn't have this when we traveled to the midwest and um, then I read a couple blogs and that was one thing that was recommended and it it was like a game changer so definitely um, make sure that you have that with you it's kind of annoying to carry around and to have with you like through security and all of that stuff but it's totally totally worth it so another thing that you can do um, is request a bassinet seat ahead of time some um, airlines let you do this some don't and it is first come first served 
on the way down we, I, we flew Qantas and I was able to request a bassinet seat and they have awesome bassinets and it was so great he slept a, a lot of the way down in that which was fantastic for me I did not expect it because um, we were kind of going through a stage where he didn't want me to put him down to sleep at all like ever and so to be able to put him down to sleep was fantastic um <clears throat> this basically will give you a seat at the bulkhead of the plane which gives you a little bit more room um for your legs and also um just to kind of maneuver with your little one and um so on the way back we flew american and their bassinets were not ideal so i couldn't even use it but the fact that we just had a little bit of extra room at the bulkhead seat I was able to put him in the seat and kneel in front front of him to keep him entertained while he was awake because coming back we flew during the day and so there wasn't as much sleeping going on. Um, so it was just able to, to kind of give us a little more, more room to, to keep everyone occupied, which was good. Um, so speaking of the bulkhead seat, I would recommend uh, taking a wheelie bag as a carry-on um, it's rather than your like a we have a, a backpack that is his diaper bag so I didn't use that as a carry-on I used a wheelie bag um, and that's kind of came from the other point of knowing where everything was because it was totally different but I was able to use that carry-on bag as a footrest um, which made a huge difference um, for my ability to sleep just making me more comfortable it was almost like lying down not really but almost um, and um, I was able to get some good sleep he was in the bassinet I was baby free and it made that that long flight so much better so definitely if you can use that wheelie carry-on bag as a footrest obviously if you have a backpack that you're using you can totally use that as a footrest too but um, the carrier the wheelie bag is just a little sturdier uh, another thing that we did was to um, have my stroller with me and have an option to baby wear. So I was able to gate check the stroller um, on all the flights, even the internationals, but I also had our uh, baby Bjorn. So I was able to wear him at times um, or put him in the stroller. So having both of these options was really great because um, I was able to figure out the best way to get us from A to B um, based on whether I needed both hands free um, to to do whatever. So whether it was like I needed to put something else in the stroller. So when we landed in LA, I was able to put a bag in the stroller, carry him and pull a big bag. Um, but sometimes it's nice not to have a baby strapped to you so you can put him in the stroller and, and um, just have a little bit more freedom that way because he's strapped in and if he's going to go to sleep, it's way nicer for him to sleep in the stroller. Um, so it also helped um, going through security that I was able to wear him so that getting all our things through the x-ray machine was easier than um, not than having just to hold him and then trying to figure out how to do that single-handedly. Um, so there was, that was definitely a huge key for comfort and um, just ease of use of my hands um, to have both those options. <clears throat> Another thing that I did was I limited and the number of toys that I took on the plane. 
Um, we were going to visit family, so I didn't want to bring a bunch of toys anyway. I figured uh, that they were going to basically give him a bunch of things, and I was pretty correct <laughs> in that um, in in that hypothesis. But uh, I didn't want to take a ton of toys on the plane because he was like throwing them, and they would just get lost. And so, um, and most of the time, he likes to play with things that aren't toys. And I'm sure this is not common to him. So we were able to find things that he could play with that weren't toys that at some point I could throw away and we could find something else. Um, so random objects were definitely way more uh, captivating than his toys. And so rather than take them, we just left him behind and we figured it out. So um, then the last piece of advice that I have for you is to board the plane as close to last as possible. And I know they always make this call for people traveling with families or either next who or who need some extra time to to board first. But um, think about it: if you're first on the plane, that means you have to sit in your seat with your baby. That is, if your baby doesn't have his own seat, and Colin didn't, we just shared um, shared a seat and wait for everyone else to get on put their luggage on and then go for it whereas if we board last or as close to last as possible then he can crawl around and we can kind of just figure it out and then board last and then we're taking off so basically um, he can continue playing and spend we can spend as little time as possible on the plane cooped up and because there was obviously a long period of time where we did that and we didn't have to worry about spending extra time on the plane. So I hope uh, these tips um, give you something to think about and can help ease some of the anxiety that you might have traveling with your little one, um, especially overseas. But any at any time, these, these tips are kind of good for any time that you travel on a plane by yourself with your little one. Um, and it goes as smooth sailing as it did for me. I know that obviously, even if I deploy all these tips next time that we do it, and I'm not planning on doing it very often because even though it was easy, it was still hard being that long, sleep deprived, just with your baby by yourself is, is tough. Um, and I know that these tips don't guarantee that um, it'll work out and it won't work. It might not work out next time either. So um but hopefully it can just kind of get you feeling confident and and knowing that um, you've done all the things that you can to ease the burden of traveling because traveling is hard um, especially with a little person and um, we can we need all the help we can get so if you have any other um, ideas or things that have worked for you i would love to hear about them um, send me a DM at Mama Shift on Instagram and um, I can share them on the blog. So um, thank you so much for listening. I hope this has helped. If you found some good information and please share it with someone you know that could benefit from it. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much. I love sharing this podcast with you and I'm so excited that it's up and running again for 2019. So have a great day and we will talk soon.